Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. We're on the floor of the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show. It's the last day we're wrapping up here. Bluegill, you've got a chance here with Mr. Bluegill right here. So we got to introduce him. So you've been here uh, all weekend long. Tell me about the show and kind of what you see. You know, the show is always a great time to come and meet all the guys in the industry. You know, it's like a giant family reunion. You know, we all get to see each other just a few times a year, and this is obviously the the mecca of it all. You know, we get to come out, hang with all the manufacturers. We see a lot of the same customers over and over for the last 15 years, and uh, it's just a giant reunion. And uh, you know, you've got great deals at every booth. If people want to buy stuff, come here and spend your money. I mean, you're going to save a ton of money. Um, everything that is ice fishing is here. There's a lot of cool things. You know, I can remember the first year coming to this show, seeing stuff that and never even knew existed. You know, all these little trinkets and gadgets and different contraptions that guys have made that you know are in Minnesota that we don't get a chance to see in Wisconsin a whole lot. Um, but uh, it's here, and uh, you know we're going to talk. I think a little bit today about some baits. Yeah. Um, everybody's got awesome baits, and you know everybody now is doing their custom painting and um, all these fancy colors and that. But um, I'm going to kind of probably upset a few guys. And, and one of the things that you brought up there that, that I wanted to touch on real quick is you said there's a lot of stuff that you've never even seen. And I live in this area, so I've actually had a lot of friends come through and I've talked to this weekend, and they're like, hey, I saw this thing and I didn't even know about it. So I think a lot of people think of this as a deal show, and it's certainly a deal show, but it is an opportunity to go and see stuff that you've never seen. Yeah, it's like the ICAST for ice fishing. It honestly is. I mean, there's, like you say, there's so many different booths and guys making you know different products that help ice anglers that you would never see for you know from a major manufacturer because um, it's a guy that's doing it in his basement or in his garage and um, even though it's a small deal um, you know there's some great products that are here to help us and um, I fall victim to it every year I always find that one thing is like man that is cool I gotta have it right yeah I mean we obviously work for some of the big names in the, in the in the industry with Eskimo and Ion and Markham and Elliott and all these great brands, but it is fun to go to some of these places and just buy some of the stuff from these guys who just build the stuff out of the garage. Yeah, yep, and they do a great job doing it too. So, um, you know, we'll back up a little bit. Let's talk about baits. Yeah, um, let's do it. You know, talking about custom paint and stuff. Um, we're just gonna, let's use a Swedish pimple, something that is like a staple in the ice fishing industry for, you know, a hundred years, right? Um, everybody asks me always, what is your favorite color? Right. Now, obviously fish see some sort of hue, but they don't actually see the, the true colors like you think they would. And this study's been done time and time and time again, but yet, you know, in a package, um, as fishermen, we are caught. Right. Um, these custom paint guys do phenomenal work. I mean, incredible lifelike images, really fine detailed scale patterns and all these fancy colors. But do fish really see that? Or is it just catching the fishermen? I always want to know that because people tell me that dogs are colorblind. I'm like, 
who has ever asked a dog if he could see a color <laughs> and then did he answer? Like, that's what I want to know. How do they know that? Right. Um, well, and there again, too, you know, with all the different studies that have happened, um, you know, I know Pure Fishing has their their bait tanks that, you know, the racetrack and stuff where they put colors and different stuff in front of fish, you know, just with how many hours on the water I've had in the last, you know, 20 years, um, trying, you know, when you got fish that are active and they're biting one thing, um, and if they're really biting, you know, that's the time where you should be trying new things, not just sitting there and ripping on them. You know, that's when we'll take and try different colors and different baits and this and that. Um, and you kind of get a good glam or a, a grasp of what works and what doesn't work. But going back to these custom painted colors, let's say you got a crankbait, and we'll talk ice fishing and summer fishing as well, but let's say you know, you're out on Lake Erie, clear water, and you're trolling walleyes, and you got a $20 custom painted P10 that would only normally cost $6, um, and you're trolling that thing through the water at two miles an hour, and that walleye's down below. And this crankbait has got the most incredible detailed scale patterns on the top of the bait, you know, really nice cut lines and in a package like, wow, that's awesome. But you got to look, a walleye sees that bait at two miles an hour, he's got two seconds to figure out, is he going to eat it or is he going to not? And he's not seeing the top of the bait, he's seeing the, the bottom of the bait. But what they see is this. You know, the flash, the contrast, and the different hue of colors, whether it be a black and a white, or a, you know, a bright and a dark, and you get that flash in the water, that's what those fish are attracted to, that's what they go to. They can give two rats behinds about all the fancy stuff that's painted on there. Um, so that's, I know the custom painted guys hate me for saying that, um, but truthfully, that's really what happens. And you know, when I ice fish, I eat, most of the stuff I use is gonna be pretty much one of four colors. It's gonna be, usually it's a hammered or a type of a, a bright or a copper plated, a silver plated, a gold plated, or like a black or a black nickel. You, with those four colors, you've got the spectrum pretty much well covered. Um, and again, they're seeing contrast in the water. So if you've got a, you know, a really bright sunny day, um, you know, I always tell people, this is what fish see. Look up at a light or look up at something bright, the bottom of the ice um, or you know the, the top of the water. And if it's really bright outside, they're gonna be blinded, so you want something dark. You want something that's gonna have that contrast and something that's gonna create like a shadow that they can then you know, focus in on um, and get those fish there. If it's really dark outside, you don't want something bright. You want something, um, I'm sorry, you don't want something dark. You want something bright that's gonna give the contrast against a dark surface. Um, so that's kind of the, you know, the way I look at it, how I go about things. Now, that doesn't mean that when we're you know, fishing bluegills, really finicky fish, that you know, a pink, an orange, um, you know, a chartreuse, there are colors that do better in certain water, you know, situations, whether you got stained water or clear water. If I got clear water, it's just like fishing in a, you know, in a clear day. Um, I want to use something dark. I want that shadow. If I got stained water, I want that fish to be able to see something, so I'm going to use something probably a little bit brighter. Um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, a dark color is going to work or isn't going to work in stained, stained water. But to spend all this money and extra on all these fancy custom painted baits, I'm going to tell you right now, don't waste your money. You know, it, it, the, the painters are catching you, but it's not necessarily doing much better for the fishing. The reason it's working is because that's what the people buy. If they would just buy the basic, the basic stuff works too. You know, you look at 
the World Ice Fishing Competition, I know a lot of guys, you know, a couple of my really good buddies, you know, Nick Schertz, one of them. Um, these guys go over to Poland and Czechoslovakia and Europe and ice fish against some of the best ice fishermen in the world, right? When you go over there, there's no colors. You've got gold, copper, silver, and a, typically a black or a black nickel. And there might be like a pink or a white, just basic colors. But any of this fancy custom painted stuff, they don't even sell it over there. And they kick our ass every year that we go over and try and fish. So, I mean, there's got to, you got to look at what everybody else in the world is using. In America, everybody is sold by sex appeal. <laughs> I mean, really, that's really what it comes down to. I, I actually just talked to one of my friends over in another booth, and he had a big bag full of stuff. And he's, he's really into plastics. And he's like, well, what'd you buy? I don't know, why'd you buy that? He's like, well, I bought all this stuff because I don't have those. And he's like, I'm just going to admit to you. He's like, I just, I collect them. He's like, I just, want, <laughs> I just want something because I don't have that. And he's like, I'm just a collector. Like, that's what I'm into. And I'll fish with them. But he's like, at the end of the year, I don't use them. It's fine. I'm going to buy more next year. Because I just like to have it. He's like, I just, I'm a junkie for it. So yep. I think a lot of people that are into that stuff, they're just they're just junkies for it, and they just they just want to have it. But like you're saying, you know, if you really want to go catch fish, you don't really need that. And one of the cool things that I liked about what you just said there, though, we'll go back about five minutes. You, you talked about sometimes you try to not catch fish. Yeah, I think that's cool. So you're on you're on a bite, and you're like, well, what can I do to? not catch these fish. I think that's something that if, if you're, and it happens to all of us, where someday you're out there and it's just like, whatever you do, it doesn't matter if you're kicking butt. But to go through that tackle box and look for something that turns them off, that's a good way to learn. It's a huge, huge learning deal. Um, and I do it whether it be panfish or walleyes. If I've got a group of guys out and my clients are catching fish, I'm doing 180 degrees opposite of what they're doing to see one, if I can still catch them, or two, you know, maybe uh, this is what's turning them off so I can, you know, relate, nah, I don't want to be doing this in this situation, just making mental notes of everything. Um, and if you do that time and time again, pretty soon you can put down your own patterns and figure out what works and what doesn't work. Um, and it, it may be just for that body of water, you know, something, what didn't work there might work over here. So it's really, you know, being observant, teaching yourself, getting out of the norm and you know that's that's what makes us all better fishermen. Very good. Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up here? Um, boy you know um, we're in the Markham booth and uh, you know one of the biggest things that helps us teach also are the cameras. You know these small pursuit cameras or these underwater cameras that we've been using the last few years um, it is definitely worth your time um, and money to buy a camera. Whether you can afford the great one, you know, they can do recording, or just get a basic one. Get something that you can drop a camera down and watch what's happening under the water. See how these fish react, and it's gonna teach you, you know, invaluable amount of, of information. Um, you know, a lot of times, uh, there'll be times where we'll go out and, you know, everybody uses sonar to search for stuff. Um, but if you're on a basin, and you got good clear water, you can take a camera, drop it down, scan it, and you're gonna see, you know, 15, 20 feet. That's way more than what you can do by just drilling one hole and dropping a locator down and scanning. Um, you know, so we're using the cameras a lot for finding fish. And then when we're on some of these spooky bites, especially in shallow water, um, I won't, we don't use the flashers. We use, you know, like a five foot rod. Um, 
make sure there's fish in the area, and then we just hole hop real stealthy and quietly um, because when we're fishing these, these shallow waters too, um, you know, talking about shadows and whatnot, if you've ever had the opportunity to go under the ice and look up, um, the amount of shadows and stuff that even a bucket or a locator or you holding a rod over the top of a hole is it's crazy on how much you, the fish can see. Uh, you got to remember the fish's eyes are up here so they're seeing everything that's going on up above them. So if you're out walking around jigging um, you know this thing is moving around you're spooking these fish. So a lot of times in shallow water you know we stand in one spot don't move drill holes around us you know in these weed beds these fish just kind of cruise and if I'm fishing a five foot rod I can cover like you know a 25 foot circle with never having to move a step and the other guys that are fishing around us are you know drilling holes dropping their locators on the ice walking around and they're just dispersing those fish so you know having a camera just to check and see what's going on and watch and see how these fish react um, definitely one of the best tools you can have as an angler yeah i was talking to a guy yesterday and he was telling me about what they do with their cameras and obviously kind of what you're saying they're looking for a certain type of weed and being able to look down and see the weeds that they're looking for to kind of replicate a pattern and the other thing he was talking about with walleye fishing is like a lot of times when you're looking at your sonar you're looking at that sonar and it looks like the fish is kind of like just looking at your lure but he's like it's actually moving around and it's kind of checking things out but deep enough where it looks like it's just kind of looking right at your lure and he's like being able to look at that with a camera and see the body language fish have body language just like we do oh yeah and let you know kind of what they like and what they don't like yep speak i mean that's a prime prime deal that body language of fish perch are, are really good to, to watch if 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 a bite is on, or even bluegills or walleyes, any time a fish is cruising through and their fins are laid down and their mouths are closed and they're just kind of, you know, doing this thing, they're not feeding, they're not active. But you drop a bait down and all of a sudden, you know, the hair on the back of a, a, a you know, the fins, whatever, just boom, and they pop up. Okay, you excited them. Um, that's something that you can see on the camera and uh, it's invaluable just to get those reactions. Um, and you can start jigging or do something and then they'll get really twitchy. Um, okay, you're doing something that they like. But if you're jigging and they're just, you know, then they drop their fins back down and they don't show any interest, all right, figure out what you're doing wrong and, and change it up a little bit. Um, another thing, again, going back and talking about shadows, everybody likes to drop their camera down and put it right in the zone and then look at where your bait is. Okay, that's great. I mean, you can, you can do that. We all do it. It's fun to watch a fish bite. Um, but a lot of times, um, you know, you're missing what could either be up above or what could be below that area. So what I've done for years, going back to the original 460, 560 uh, rotating cameras that Markham had, um, I would flip them and drop them down to the bottom and look up because now you've got this big bright white background and anything that swims through you can pick out super easy whereas if you're looking down you know you're looking at the top of a dark fish over a dark bottom you miss a lot of the fish so you know dropping your camera down if you got good clear water and looking up is an amazing way to fish um, you're gonna see a lot more and again seeing is believing <laughs> Very cool. Troy Peterson, hey, Mr. thanks Blue guys. Girl, thank you.
if people want to get a hold of you, maybe do some fishing with you, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, uh, MrBluegill.com. Uh, Facebook, uh, you can find me on Facebook. Just type in a, a Mr. Bluegill search. Otherwise, it's uh, Facebook.com slash Guide. Um, I know we're booking a lot of trips already for the winter, and uh, we're, we're excited. Ice is going to be here before we know. Oh, you guys got it in Minnesota, but in Wisconsin, uh, probably here the second week in December. Very good. For Troy Peterson, I'm Chris Larson. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.